Welcome to this week's edition of Leading the Way, powered by the Institute for Corporate Productivity. Influential people, high-performing organizations, creating a culture of success. And now your hosts, Scott Murray and Angel Carlton. Hello again, everybody. Great to have you along in this Sunday afternoon, another edition of Leading the Way. We're going to be here till 5 o'clock this afternoon. I'm Scott Murray. And I'm Angel Carlton. And Leading the Way, we share uh, some great uh, information with a lot of people that have uh, certainly been above and beyond in what they have done in their lifetimes. Some of the key leaders in corporations and nonprofits and for-profit companies and organizations all across America. And today, we are really excited because we're going to be uh, talking a little sports. Yes. Something that I did for uh, 32 years as a, as a news anchor on NBC, but I tell you what, or as a sports anchor, but what's most exciting is this is a company that really has come out of, I mean, out of nowhere. Somebody said to me a few years back, hey, what about Top Golf? I said, Top Golf, what's that mean? You know, and, and now it's as uh, common as getting up Blowing in the morning. Up. Yep. And you and I at the I4CP, our presenting sponsor, the Institute for Corporate Productivity, when they had their annual conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, about five, six weeks ago. Where did we wrap things up? We they had, had a celebration party. Gathering at it Top was Golf. at Top Golf in Scottsdale, yeah. and uh, that's where I tore my rotator cuff and <laughs> won't play golf the rest of my life. No, that's not true. Just a joke. <laughs> it was take so it away. Fun. Tell yes. us about Top Golf. Well, uh, I want to first tell you a little bit about I4CP, our presenting sponsor. Before we get into uh, who our guest is, and for those of you tuning in for the first time. Institute for Corporate Productivity is a human capital research firm. We discover the people practices of high-performing organizations. We work with some of the top companies in the world, companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Starbucks, 3M, Ford, and, and so on. And uh, we help provide them with resources, tools, peer connections, whatever helps them outperform their competition. So visit more. You can learn more by visiting our website at i4cp.com. Well, tell us about Top Golf. All right. <laughs> well, I find it hard to believe that uh, there might be some people out there who've not seen one of these monstrosities, uh, driving range concepts, kind of over the top, uh, blown up in their areas. But um, Top Golf operates currently in 42 venues in the United. There's 42 venues in the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, it employs about 15,000 associates and serves about 13 million guests annually. And for those of you who uh, are curious about how this concept works, the games can be played by all ages, all skills, even if you haven't golfed before. And the microchipped golf balls score themselves, providing players with this instant feedback on each shot's accuracy and distance. How cool is that? And players aim for these 11 giant dartboard-like targets on a 215-yard outfield. And the further the shot goes, the closer to the pin, the more points the player receives. Each top golf venue features climate-controlled hitting bays. Uh, many of these are multi-tiered uh, for year-round play. Food, fantastic food, by the way. Beverage, music, TVs, sports uh, are always being shown on these TVs. And uh, it's... Uh, it's a great experience. They offer friends and everything else for, for newbies like me. And let me tell you a little something about uh, the executive chair of Topgolf Entertainment. His name is Eric Anderson. He's a leader in global innovation, and he is the founder and chief executive officer of a, an organization called West River Group, WRG, since 2002. WRG is a collaboration of leading investment firms providing integrated capital solutions to the global innovation economy. And then in 2018, that's right, this year, he became chairman of Singularity University. That is a global community using exponential technologies to tackle the world's biggest challenges. And he is also the executive chair of Topgolf Entertainment Group, as I mentioned. In his role, he has uh, received numerous honors, including the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And just a year ago, he was honored by Goldman Sachs as one of their top 100 most intriguing entrepreneurs and ranked by Golf Incorporated as the number eight most powerful person in golf. And he's also vice chair of One Hope. It's a cause-centric consumer brand and technology company, most commonly known for their award-winning wine and world-class vineyard in Napa, California. And that'll get Angel's attention for sure. <laughs> and uh, other than that, he uh, he does find a little time occasionally to play a little golf, <laughs> I would imagine. Eric, welcome. Eric? Great to be here. Thank you so much. And you do find a little time to play a little golf, right? We hit some golf balls. I'm thinking you probably hit a lot of golf balls. I have. What's the best part about Top Golf? In your mind, I mean, there's plenty of things that people can be a part of, but what is number one to you? 
Well, what's number one to me is how we're building a global sports entertainment community uh, with this purpose of connecting people in meaningful ways. So it all starts with us with purpose. I know that really is relevant to some of the work and research that, that you all do. So that's the number one thing and how we can create, you know, this great place for people to work uh, and then this great you know, set of opportunities for people to bring families, friends, whoever together at Top Golf and just have a great time. You described some of those you know, pretty well right out of the box. So thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I tell you, Eric, one of the things that we do here on the program is we start off with a, a little something we call the lightning round. It's a chance for people in our audience to uh, get to know you maybe a little quicker and more uh, personally because it talks about some of the things that you've been a part of in your, uh, I guess, your journey to where you are today and where you initially came from. So let's start with number one. How about it? First job that you ever had, and what'd you learn from it? Oh, uh, first job, other than working for my mom and dad and digging fence posts. Um, <laughs> I remember those days myself. <laughs> we'll let that go. Uh, I had, I guess I'll say two first jobs. I worked with uh, the Parks and Recreation, uh, doing some, umpired some baseball games and looked after some kids in the summer, and then I worked in the hardware department at Sears. Sears Hardware. Are you from this area? No, I'm. Fr- I grew up uh, north of Spokane, Washington. So really? I, I was in the Northwest. So, Interesting. yeah, and it's just you know what I learned in those jobs. Uh, you know, clearly at Sears, you know, was showing up on time. That was a, that was a big one. Uh, you know, just just working hard and trying to learn as fast as I could because I didn't live a lot of you know with hardware every day of my life. So absolutely, that was that was good. And then you know, Parks and Recreation was really interactive. You know, with uh, young people, I was trying to take care of some young people in the in the summers when they had some extra time, and we had to make up some games. They gave you some things, but you sort of had to create on the go as you went through it. And then umpiring was just fun because you know people got mad at you, and you had to deal with that. <laughs> Not that I made a bad call, but they thought I made a bad call. Right, you always get yeah, mad at the umpire. Call. Right, <laughs> sounds like an umpire. Never a bad call. I was certain. I was yeah. certain. That's the only thing they told me. I had a friend who was a good baseball player, great coach, and I said, "I'm umpiring." He said, "Make the call." And that's it. Right. So I said, okay, be decisive. (laughs) That's great. All right. Well, Eric, the second question on our lightning round is, who are your top two mentors in life, and how did they have an influence on you? Well, I've been fortunate to have a lot of mentors, more than two, but I did see the questions. So my mother mother was first and foremost, uh, but maybe not in the way that originally you might, everyone might think. My mom was a really terrific visionary leader. Um, she had the good, she was a nurse. Uh, she built nursing college. Uh, she had a library ending up being named after her. And what was fascinating about her, I think for me, um, is that she had this tremendous amount of integrity to how she led. I remember sitting with her when I was 11 and she had had to let somebody go. And she was talking about that experience and she said, so whose fault was that? I said, well, I don't know. They didn't do a good job. She says my fault because I didn't pay close attention to them and put them in a position where they could succeed. So she she was very thoughtful and caring about that and took on that really high level of integrity to do that. And then the other thing, she was very disruptive. So she was running a very large um, nursing program in a hospital at the time. And she felt that nursing should be a four-year program. And so as part of that, she had to shut her program down first. And then she sort of went out, if you will, uncovered. Uh, and had this idea to put a college together, brought four, four universities together to do what now would be known as the Intercollegiate Center for Nursing Education. Now it's Washington State. So what I saw from her was sort of very principled leadership. And she used to say, we're not reckless, we're fearless. And um, so she had this great sense of purpose. And, and I've really learned to not have a lot of fear uh, if you have a good purpose and, and this vision. So that was one. Mm-hmm. She's still living? She just passed. She was 99 in six months last oh, August. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but she certainly had an impact on your life. Oh, yeah, and many others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. I love that. Uh, and it was Very a good nice. story for me. And then the other person is John Wooden. Oh. Uh, I played a little basketball, but I had the good fortune to get to know Coach Wooden, um, both at when I played at his camp, but then afterwards we had a number of – things to do there and you know what I learned from coach Wooden other than what you could read and do that but I had I was fortunate to have a number of you know sort of um, direct interactions and one-on-one interactions and uh, one was he stopped uh, and taught me how to shoot I was a pretty good shooter but he said you know you catch the ball with your feet so we really looked at this detailed level of fundamentals 
And then um, we were having one time and someone asked him, you know, what do you think about, co- what about competition? And he said, well, I'm sure they think about us. And his view was, I remember him saying, Eric, you know, the basketball is a pretty complicated game. I have these young people who are playing it. If I ask them to think about anything else than what I'm asking them to do it, they're likely to get confused. So I really suggest that we, you know, we'll play basketball the way UCLA ba- plays basketball. And um, we'll let the other people worry about that. So he was very detailed, obviously a man of great character and, uh, you know, had this sort of looking forward. So both of those people had a very clear view of where they were going, sort of a uh, pristine vision, if you will. It was very principled. And so I think I learned both that from them. Wow. Two great role models. I mean, people people talk about John Wooden being an incredible leader. Roger Staubach, Byron Nelson, John Wooden. Just incredible men of character. Yeah, totally agree with you. Totally agree. What was the one he thing, uh, something when nobody's watching? Um, I'm trying to think. Saying, I'll have to look it up before the end of the program. Character? Yeah, something about character. Yeah, character is what you do when no one's watching. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. And how true is that? All right, number three. The most My sig- mom watched me a lot, so I got, it. So I got a little I training wheels for a while, I think. Uh, yeah. I think you and I had the same mom. The most ex- significant experience or turning point, for that matter, Eric, in developing your skills as the leader that you've uh, become? Wow, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I think I think Top Golf, in a way, so I, I have a view of looking at life in terms of decades. I have a little program I call What's on Your Whiteboard. I sort of think about decade mm-hmm. time frames. And early on, I think I had, um, I loved leadership. Uh, which is not control, it's not ownership, it's sort of this principal view of leadership. Uh, and then I spent some time on Wall Street at Goldman Sachs, and I learned a bunch of things from that. But I think when I came back to Top Golf, I saw this opportunity to have a company with purpose uh, that could be transformative for a game, which is interesting. Uh, it could bring a lot of the great values. Golf is the most respected sport, you know, and they have you know some great leaders around golf and characters and stories, and of course the organizations like PGA Tour. And I think I came back to coming back to this sense that that was an opportunity uh, worth, you know, staying with, not investing with, but actually leading. And so we spun it out and we've been working on it 14 years. So I, I just think it was that idea that sort of captured my uh, passion again mm-hmm. for, you know, trying to be a long term leader. Mm-hmm. And did you imagine the growth? Was that fully visualized from the uh, beginning? of top golf i would say some of it but not where we are not where we are today when top golf started you know social media didn't exist right facebook didn't exist or was just at the beginning i remember this i live in this uh, innovation world with the west river group so you could start to see how these ideas were going to converge on each other and so we could see that we could replicate top golf that's kind of linear but the ability to build this global audience and global community based on this purpose uh, certainly emerged over the last years, and that, that's made mm-hmm. us very explosive. Well, we were going to talk a little bit more about that, but let's get back to our lightning round here. I'll tell you what. Before we do that, Angel, we're going to take a quick All break. All right. Sounds good. Make some money, as they say. Eric Anderson, Executive Chair, Top Golf Entertainment Group, is our special guest here on Leading the Way. We're back with more when we continue. What are best practices? Are they what set you apart from your competition? Or are they simply what most companies do to stay in the race? At the Institute for Corporate Productivity, or I4CP, we focus on next practices. And that focus is what today's high-performance organizations rely on to lead the way. Next practices are tactics and strategies that our research has discovered have a great impact on market performance but that few companies are using. They are what will define market leadership in the years ahead. I4CP helps you see around the curve so your company can adapt and take advantage of emerging trends in the ever-evolving world of human capital. We want you to lead the way. So join our team, I4CP, Institute for Corporate Productivity, leading the way. And now back to Leading the Way, powered by the Institute for Corporate Productivity. Here's Scott Murray and Angel Carlton. Welcome back to Leading the Way. Scott Murray along with Angel Carlton and our special guest today, Executive Chair of Top Golf, Eric Anderson. 
four. I'm just trying to get some, you know. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're on, Angel. Take it away. <laughs> All right, Eric. So knowing where you've been uh, and, and where you are now, what is the best advice you'd give a young professional? I think it does come back to purpose. Uh, I, I'd like to think that you, in, in your career, you will find a purpose, something that, you know, inspires you, that you have, um, you know, a lot of love for. I think you have to balance that with preparing to actually be able to work against this purpose. So learning great skills, associating with great brands, and associating with really quality people and mentors along the way so that you are preparing yourself for when that unique opportunity for you, you know, comes your way. Awesome. Yeah. Last question, Eric. And let's play off of the purpose. How would you define your legacy? And I'm thinking it, you've, you've got lots to achieve yet. Uh, and lots to be done. But at this point, your legacy, how would you define it? Well, our family purpose, and it's an interesting question, is really about building. So uh, we love to build. So I would hope at the end you sort of be, you know, viewed as a builder. All right. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're ready to roll with some of the questions we've got, uh, question number one, quite simply, is uh, the very fact that you have disrupted the sport of golf, but in a good way. And as uh, Angel explained at the very top, there's a lot, that, uh, a lot that you're involved with. Making it a mainstream entertainment venue, completely reinventing the driving range concept, that's for sure. And then according to a recent study that we saw, Top Golf has contributed greatly to the growing popularity of the billion-dollar golf industry. So, two questions. What has inspired this business model, obviously, number one, and how did it really all begin? Well, the idea, well it began with two brothers who put chips in golf balls so they could keep score, so they didn't have to com- compete or, you know, didn't know what happened. So very simple idea. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the opportunity when you digitized a game, which is essentially what the chip and the ball did, it, it made it available to everybody. We like to say sometimes golf is a four-hour walk and a 20-minute game. So the game is actually pretty concise. So mm-hmm. that's really, you know, how it all, you know, how it all came, you know, together to where we are now at the beginning. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a great story. And it started in the U.K. It did. Yeah, so uh, when did it come to the United States? Oh, you're going to give me this around 2000. Oh, okay. I know, the yeah. around 2007, I think, somewhere in there, 2005, 2000. So just over a decade. A little over yeah, a decade ago. Well, maybe 12 years now. Okay. Yeah. You guys have been busy. We have. <laughs> That's great. Well, according to a report from the National Golf Foundation, roughly 51% of top golf guests in 2017 were people who had never even played traditional golf before. I thought that was fascinating. And of these non-golfers, 75% said they were interested in playing traditional golf after visiting Top Golf. So, uh, I mean, we know that Top Golf, you know, drew in 13 million visitors in 2017, and uh, you're targeting a lot of the millennials mm-hmm. as well. So you're introducing it to them. So, in your opinion, Eric, how how has Top Golf influenced this next generation of golfers? And uh, was this part of the initial vision as well? Yes, as part of the initial vision was you could you know make golf a game at the driving range as opposed to practice. Although it was originally called target oriented practice, but we actually changed from practice to a game and that changes everything. And then the fact that you could add all the food and beverage and really build a world-class facility around it, coupled with, you know, our fantastic team. And it really is a team that brings that, you know, that brings that to life. You know, our associates, you know, with our, you know, we create moments that matter for everyone is our rallying cry, but it's that creative spirit and that spirit of caring that shows up every day, big and small, you know, that drives this. And then that makes the game accessible to people because when they show up and then we start learning, you know, they're immediately able to start having fun. And with fun, you know, they're more likely to want to do other things with the game. You know, do you know the people that, that founded the, the sport? Oh, yeah, quite well. Okay. Uh, are they from England? They are. Okay. Where did they get the concept as far as uh, the chip? Because it was, as I was sitting here and thinking to everything you're sharing with us, I remember being in Japan in the 90s, the decade of the 90s, mid-90s, and the Dallas Cowboys had a had an exhibition game over there. And so we were in Tokyo, and as we went to the airport, uh, we got there, and there were, well, like elevated tees, like you have at Top Golf, but they were hitting golf balls out over the parking lot. and But there was a net over the entire parking lot where all of our buses drove in with the team to catch our flight back to the United States. I wonder if the fellas from England had seen that 
in because when I, the first time I saw Top Golf, it's the first thing I thought of. Oh my gosh, this is like those guys in Japan 25 years ago. I wonder if anything like that. Uh, it they it could have. have what they? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know that specifically. I do know that they. The way they tested the idea was to get like a chip out of a dog collar and drill a hole in a golf ball and then see that they could, you know, read the chip and know where it was. And so that was oh, sort of really? their... That was the... That, that, okay. that, we've refined the chip a little right. bit from, from the dog <laughs> collar days. But yes, that's how it started. Same technology, though. Wow, yeah. that's cool. That's really interesting. Yeah, it really... Yeah. And, and the oh. first time I saw Top Golf, I thought, it's just like Japan, only they had a big net where you hit out into the, to the fairways or into the grass or whatever, um, into the bunkers, whatever it might be. Even though the tee is elevated, you're hitting back to ground level. But they... They went into this net. They were just doing swings. We were playing. That's exactly game. right. Yeah. yeah, you were playing a full game. Right. This, so you've taken it to a whole different level. But but uh, I just wondered if that were uh, that's where maybe that came from. How about uh, people that might not know what Top Golf is? Uh, several media channels on uh, Top Golf TV, including a Battle of the Band show, cooking competition, golf tournament, celebrity host variety shows, a documentary series on giving back to the communities. I mean, they're all there. So what is the purpose of Top Golf TV? What was the whole concept of that? Well, we just we came to the view that we could build a global sports entertainment community that could matter, right? Connect people in meaningful mm-hmm. ways. That's a convergence and was of tech, all these different technologies, you know, uh, over-the-top digital technology as well as you know linear capability as well as the game and the experience. So we put together a collection of assets that would allow us, right, to build this nonstop, twenty-four-seven community. So the game itself, top tracer. Uh, technology or which is what you see on tv so that mm-hmm. takes us everywhere wgt the world golf uh, tour which is this ability it's the largest digital game played on you know mobile games and then the content really inspired almost by red bull media that we wanted to share the story bring the community together our community loves on playing and fun also food and music so it's that is where all the elements that come together and so we brought it together in this 21st century sort of media idea Gotcha. Have these shows impacted your brand as an entertainment company? 100%. Uh, people love them. We, we, in fact, the Battle of the Bands one we just did here, um, Who Will Rock You, right? That uh, took us eight <laughs> right. days. Took us our fastest to two, first fastest to two million views. Uh, we got to two million views in like eight days. Uh, and that's on a terrific thing, right? Terrific payoff. But also, you know, the story's great and we're going to have a winner and then they're going to go on a tour. And so those things are things that just our audience and our fans can just really connect to. And then they can go see them, you right. know, in different places. So do, we're excited. Do you have kids of your own? I do. What do they think about this whole thing that dad has created? Yeah, uh, you know, I got cooler. <laughs> you know, I got really cool when, uh, you know, a lovely wife, and I got pretty cool when I, you know, got to do some things with Tim McGraw. I'll give a shout out to Tim, his really good friend. I got a lot cooler when, uh, you know, I was, they saw somebody said that Drake was at Top Golf, and then we have Justin Timberlake. So, all a lot of people they know or, or want to know right. sort yeah. of hang out, and therefore dad got cooler. Very yeah. cool. Well, let me ask you one more along the same lines. Have you correlated this initiative with the attracting the, of new new customers and, and, and or talent for that matter, anything come to mind? Well, you mean like people who just come and play, or just like getting like well, talent the media, to do this? How has the media part of the organization uh, helped attract uh, customers and? Well, talent? just it's just yeah. it's just awareness, and it's yeah. it's on brand, right? Which is we care, so you'll see when things happen in Houston and when right. things happen in Las Vegas, right? We're, we're a place that reacts to community challenges and disasters and tragedies. And then we're fun. So people just catch, that looks like fun. So most people will say, if they think about Top Golf. if you say, I'm going to Top Golf, you'll say, well, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And fun drives, you know, a lot of who we are uh, and why people keep coming back. Definitely. And, and you're catering to all of the senses when you're there. And uh, that's that's innovation right there. Um, and we talk about innovation a lot on this show, as you can imagine, uh, as part of what I4CP studies day in and day out. But uh, you're certainly a leader in this arena. And you've got full swing, the golf simulators with the golf suites and culinary innovation. Uh, gosh, the impressive media outlets that Scott just mentioned. And so how is innovation and this creative mindset how is it practiced within the organization <laughs> some people blame it on me no <laughs> don't, don't start <laughs> <it at all. laughs> 
that's that's not fair. Although I would say, I would say just like a good culture of compliance and a good culture of caring and innovation is all about, you know, is partially the tone at the top. We have a fantastic group of leaders, our new CEO, Dolph, who I'm really enjoying working with and our technology team, but we're willing to take risks uh, and see that. And we are happy to disrupt ourselves. I know that'll be a principle that you'll, I'm sure, subscribe to in, in your work. And we're always looking and we follow the guests and we try to have great ideas. And Topgolf became this idea. Now it's a brand as opposed to a place. And this idea is it's fun and caring. And we were just now trying to find as many ways that we can t- express that brand. So in the venue, out of the venue, you know, at this, with the swing suites, in the driving ranges, but continually bring that brand everywhere. Uh, and, you know, people we really like to emulate, we see, you know, folks like Starbucks, and there's some great companies out there that have done some good good ideas and really taken a brand global. So we pay attention to them, too. You're listening to mm. Eric Anderson, Executive Chair, Top Golf Entertainment Group. We're back with more here on Leading the Way. Leading the Way. It's about influential leaders and the business practices leading companies use to impact market performance. That's what the Institute for Corporate Productivity, or I4CP, does on a daily basis. We work with leading companies, from Amazon to Boeing, and REI to 3M, to not only discover the best people practices of high-performance organizations, but the next practices, those that will define market leadership in the years ahead. Senior HR, learning, talent, and diversity executives from many of the most respected companies in the world rely on I4CP to ensure that their efforts will make the greatest impact on the business. After all, it's difficult to stay ahead by only looking behind. I4CP's focus on next practices is what today's top companies rely on to lead the way. I4CP, Institute for Corporate Productivity, leading the way every single day. And now back to Scott Murray and Angel Carlton and Leading the Way, powered by the Institute for Corporate Productivity. Welcome back to Leading the Way, Scott Murray and Angel Carlton with our special guest today, the executive chair, Top Golf Entertainment Group, Eric Anderson. That's right, Top Golf. You've seen it, you've heard about it, and it is all over the world, literally. We were uh, looking up during the break when it was initially started in the U.S. We said just over a decade ago. It was actually 2005, and it has grown since that time to include 41 venues around the world, adding 13 new locations in places like Mexico, the United Arab Emirates, Australia. That's right, the land down under. Going to get some golf as well. So here's my question, Eric. How do you account for the rapid growth? I mean, there isn't a country, excuse me, there isn't a company in any country in the world that wouldn't love to be a part of what you have been able to do incredible culture it is a great culture we invest in the team and uh, we can only grow as fast as we have you know good leaders that we fully support so we work hard you know to get good leaders and to give them you know all the support and just a great great culture to work in what are you looking for what becomes attractive to your eyes saying you know what that's the next top golf location well, it needs scale. I mean, for our large venue format that you've been referring to, that, you know, there has to be a million, million and a half people, mm-hmm. and there has to be, you know, reasonable disposable income, you know, to make that work. Absolutely. All of our other venues, you know, all of our other ideas, whether it's the swing suite or the top tracer range conversions, those are much more flexible, and they can be, you know, they can be everywhere, and they will be everywhere. How did you end up being in Dallas-Fort Worth for your headquarters? Well, Dallas, great place. Texas, great country, state. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got it. Good answer. Yeah, right, Good right, answer. right here. You got it. Uh, right here. We, uh, well, for uh, location-based entertainment, you know, Dallas and Texas has actually been, has a long history of success. So we were early days and we were growing. We were in Dallas and we were in Houston. And we, we have a, our most number of venues, I think 10 in this state. It was evident. We wanted to be close, attractive business, climate, good mm-hmm. talent attractive you know tax situations right for people so those combinations as uh, as usual made it great for us to be here mm-hmm. great. along with many other companies coming to texas so you were speaking about uh, hiring good leaders to to run the organization and um and the facilities and it's such a fun high energy place uh to work what what type of talent are you attracting at top golf i mean what are you looking for well Everything starts with integrity for us. 
because we have many lives in our hands every day. So we, we think about safety. We are fun and you have to be creative. And we do use the word create. So when I say create moments that matter, it's not, it's different than being a service company, right? Whereas, okay, thank you. And I'll look for this. We actually are looking for people who lean in and will create a big moment, a small moment, create a new idea. So I think for me, and there's many people involved in these decisions, but for me, one of the core things I'm always looking for is that integrity, caring, and that being creative and curious. And we have so many stories mm-hmm. about that. Wow. How do you identify that behavior in somebody? Someone who's creative and curious? Because that's that's a great attribute that many companies would look for. Uh, well, we have 15,000 people inside Topgolf now, and we got it right early, so they attract themselves. Mm-hmm. So the, the people who are there know the other people when they see them. We have a lot of fun ways that we recruit people, and when they show up, you know, we immediately have them performing. We don't fill out a lot of forms. Just they do some of that, but it's really like you have to perform. But what we really watch is what they're doing when they're not performing. What are they doing in the community around them? Are they paying attention to this other person who's now performing, trying to get this job? Are they supportive? You know, or are they just on their phone texting the whole time, right? And so we observe them in that in, during that entire experience of an hour or so when we're in the, we bring 30 or 40 people together. So we're actually looking at them in the whole system, not like mm. it's never a one-on-one experience. Right. Oh, that's very cool. Well, with all the growth happening, I would imagine there's, there's a lot of opportunity Sure. For, for people to move up. Uh, how are you developing these young leaders? Well, the, a lot of them got on the job training because when you're a small, fast-growing company, you don't really don't have Topgolf University yet. Uh, now we have really been working at, at a more systematic you know, approach to, del- to deliver really good skills for what we're doing and then you know keep reinforcing the culture. And then we have the ability to take – and we can take people through jobs – uh, as well, right? Sort of a way to create a leader. Uh, but when we were, you know, we were growing as fast as we are, it was a lot on the job, to be totally honest. <laughs> Understand, understandable. I mentioned earlier that I4CP had their annual conference in Scottsdale, Arizona, and the final wrap-up party, if you want, just to kind of get together for everybody, was at Top Golf. So I thought, oh, this is great. This is fantastic, because at the time, we were thinking about having you on the air. And I got there, and it was the first time that I'd really just kind of looked all around at what was there. I'd never gone to eat food or do any of the other things, and I got to thinking, look at the verticals here. We're talking about an entertainment company, a sporting company, a media company, a technology company, and, as I mentioned, a food establishment. It was almost like, you know, people were flipping burgers and doing this and doing that, and I thought, this, this is so many things to so many people. So I just wondered, with so many layers to the business, how would you describe the culture of the organization that you've created. This is around hitting a little dimpled ball, but it's become so much more than that. Well, the transformation of the company to connecting people in meaningful ways it has been the transformation. And that, when you get that in creating moments that matter, those two ideas are, are sort of this North Pole, this North Star every day. And that's, that's what organizes the company because you can't tell people real time you know everything to do that's just not possible in the environment you just described Mm -hmm. but they can think about you know creating moments that matter and they can bring people together so we're that's that is what has made this happen now we mentioned a couple of minutes ago about the fact that you're looking at new locations in the in the emirates arab emirates uh australia all around the world any place on the planet so my question then to you is when you have different cultures all around with all these different countries, different people, different nationalities, different languages, how do you make sure that the culture that you have created in the first place continues to be the way you want it, no matter where you might go on the planet? Well, it's going to be, that's going to be a challenge. And since we, haven't, we don't have 50 outside of the country or China, that's a challenge for us. I think there's some good principles that we're using. Um, Certain countries will be easier. Australia looks pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, China will clearly be more complex. Uh, we bring those people to us. 
So, you know, the uh, top golf doesn't just sneak up on you by the time you do it. The first one takes 18 months or something by the time they get going. So they come spend time at our venues. They work in our venues. And then we have uh, uh, what we call tee-up crews, and we actually take our teams, people, and now they get to go to Australia, so pretty cool thing. And we move them there for like 30, 40, 60 days, maybe 30 of them. And they actually, we do this everywhere, they actually stand up the facility with mm -hmm. those teammates. But choosing the partner is crucial because they have to believe and share with you, you know, these principles and these values. And and we've been very fortunate with the partners. We have are confident in them. And one thing working for you is the fact that golf is a universal game. It doesn't matter where you go, whether you're in Australia, whether you're in, in China, in Japan, in, in Europe, uh, people are playing golf. Yeah, they understand it. It's yeah. in, it's it's quite you know, it's known. So right. people are people are drawn yeah, that helps. to that. Well you've been the only concept of its kind. You created this incredible concept. Uh, you've held the marketplace, and you've had a tremendous impact on the sport of golf. Now competition is starting to creep up a little, and uh, how do you plan to stay ahead of the game? Sort of my John Wooden quote. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> we do what we, you know, we what we do. We're, we're flattered by competition. You know, uh, we certainly we certainly expect competition. We're competing in the attention economy. Uh, that, that's what we're really that's where we really live. Uh, so that means uh, any way that, you know, people know the game Fortnite or things like that, which is just taken over the world. Right. So we realize that we have to pay attention to the global entertainment and attention economy and find very good reasons, both ideas, new ideas that like the battle of the bands or who will rock you great food our involvement with music we have to continue to have those ideas that are universal and enduring that will bring people you know together but we're, we are competing against not just people who are trying to do what we're doing but everybody you know disney sometimes instagram's our friend sometimes it's not right and those sort of things so we're very integrated and very aware of those um, of those trends and those developments uh you know across the attention economy and the entertainment virtual reality all that you mentioned some celebs before, Jason Timberlake, among others, uh, Tim McGraw. I just wondered, what are some people that might be on the PGA Tour or golfers that are professional golfers by trade, and this is what they do for a living, what have they? Uh, what has their response been to this incredible thing that you've created? Well, you know, they, they really love it. Uh, we have a great relationship. I'm going to see Pete Pavakwa tonight, who's, you? Yeah, okay. who's you know, PGA okay. of right. America. I, I've no all the folks around golf they're really excited at the beginning they're like who knows right i mean driving ranges had not been a really successful business idea at scale but now they're so excited because we're bringing so many people and everyone appreciates them more and it gives them just all these people a whole nother way to engage with a broader fan base all the time so they're really super excited well i said at the top that golf digest says you're the eighth most powerful person on the face of the earth in the world of golf. That makes me like fifth <laughs> wow. at my house, by that's, the way. I, yeah. I was not aware of that. Well, that's, I mean, wow. that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, totally. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Top 10 for something like that? Hello. Congratulations. Well, <laughs> he's blushing. Thank you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Well, off air, you mentioned something about your brand starting to show up in places uh, where you're being invited to, to become part of sporting events and all of that. Can you share with us a little bit about what the future of Top Golf looks like? Sure. I, I I believe what we are trying to do is right is to create this global iconic brand with purpose that is present everywhere all the time. Top Golf's a 24/7 community. You know, we open early late. We've got this digital uh, experience going on in the games. And if we capture our purpose and we deliver the op deliver the service and they create the moments that matter for everyone, people want to see us. And they expect us now. We're 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 powerful people. Ex people ex expect to see us where other where people get together for anything. F one's a great example. When you go to F one race, there's practice, but there's all this time between all that. People expect to see Top Golf, and and we want to be that person that people expect to see, and they want to see, and that they know if we're there, it'll be a quality experience that they can trust us. And that we're going to be all the time giving back into the into these communities. Great jobs. We love to be the idea of being a great first job. You know, a lot of people come through our system, mm -hmm. and all those things. So we want to, all those touch points all the time. 
that make people say we expect to see Top Golf and we hope to see Top Golf. So being a part of Top Golf, Top Golf is almost as much fun as being on the air with uh, with Angel and Scott. Then, well, I'm not. You know, uh, we can only aspire to that. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> okay. You know, I we'll, make we'll sure do you our best. Clear before we wrap it up here. <laughs> Before we do wrap it up, I've got about 30 seconds. I mentioned at the beginning you were chairman of Singularity University. Can you tell us in 30 seconds what it is and what you're doing? Sure. Singularity University focuses on how exponential change creates opportunities and creates challenges. It's fundamentally div- driven by uh, you know, the digital revolution, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's, our core, that's the core focus. That's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric Anderson uh, – you are a plethora of knowledge, really. This this was fantastic. Executive chair, Top Golf Entertainment Group, and we all know what Top Golf is. I will say this: we'll give him a little commercial, a little pop here, a little shout out for Top Golf. If you've never been, give it a shot. Take the family. Somebody's never had a golf club in their hand. Worry not. It's a, it's a fun entertainment for the night. So, uh, best of luck, continued success. Well, thank you very much. All right, we're going to be back with more in our. Uh, Inside segment with Kevin Oaks. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. We'll be right back. What are best practices? Are they what set you apart from your competition? Or are they simply what most companies do to stay in the race? At the Institute for Corporate Productivity, or I4CP, we focus on next practices. And that focus is what today's high-performance organizations rely on to lead the way. Next practices are tactics and strategies that our research has discovered have a great impact on market performance, but that few companies are using. They are what will define market leadership in the years ahead. I4CP helps you see around the curve so your company can adapt and take advantage of emerging trends in the ever-evolving world of human capital. We want you to lead the way. So join our team, I4CP. Institute for Corporate Productivity, leading the way. Welcome back to Leading the Way. Here are your hosts, Scott Murray and Angel Carlton. 447 years Sunday afternoon. Going to be here till 5 o'clock. Great to have you along on this Sunday. Scott Murray and Angel Carlton and uh, a gentleman by the name of... Uh Kevin Oaks. Have we ever heard of that be- name before? Yes, I've yes, heard we of have. <laughs> we have. Yes, he is yeah. the CEO of uh, I4CP, the Institute for Corporate Productivity. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. Uh, Angel, a great interview with uh, Eric. Thank you. Yes, I really, really enjoyed meeting him. Great leader. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was pretty good stuff too. And 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 again, when you stop and think the company is is less than uh, well. Just over a decade old, it's it's really amazing what they have done all across the the country and around the globe. Let me ask you this, uh, Kevin, as we get underway with our insight segment, uh, Top Golf is the first of its kind globally, as far as a sports entertainment facility that really has disrupted the entire sport of golf, which has of course been around for for centuries, and is responsible, I think, uh, for contributing billions of dollars to the industry by literally introducing new people to the game of golf, people that uh, had never had a, a driver or a putter in their hand in their entire life, and then suddenly that all changes. So why is this type of disruption so important for a business, and what might be the secret sauce for, say, fast-growing companies like Topgolf to, to, uh, to uh, sustain their pace in the, in the market? What comes to mind? Well, I love that he's uh, doing as well as he is, because uh, I, I personally, and as you know this, Scott, I love the game of golf. Although after this morning's round, I think I love it a little <laughs> less than I used to. But, um, you I and everybody else. Uh, right. He, um, I think he's done a great job at uh, providing innovation to uh, you know, a centuries-old industry. And he talked about it uh, a couple of times uh, when you asked him about disruption. You know, basically, the, the concept is uh, you have to be happy to disrupt yourself, which is one thing he said. And, and that really is the tenet of a lot of top companies. They disrupt themselves before others do. But he also had a number of other things uh, along the way that he said that, uh, that really mirror the research we've done on uh, high-performing organizations and organizations that are disruptors in their industry, one of which is uh, taking risks. And, and he said, uh, you know, as an organization, they take risks. They're clearly um, not afraid to fail, and they make um, risk-taking acceptable inside the organization. And I can't tell you how many companies I bump into who, who make risk-taking a, a taboo thing, and they 
punish failure very aggressively, uh, which obviously takes out all innovation when you do that. But Topic Topic Golf is a great example of a company that doesn't do that, and they they're a good example of just thinking differently, um, but also being decisive. And early in the interview, he talked about being an umpire, and he said, you know, make the call and that's it. And I think that's a, a great slogan for companies who want to be disruptive. You've got to make a decision and move on. Uh, you can't just linger and, and pontificate over what needs to be done. And I love that aspect of what he had to say. He also talked about his mom, uh, and she was not reckless but fearless, and he thinks the same thing about uh, about his organization. That's another tenant of top companies. And uh, the last thing that I wrote down that he said uh, was they really pay attention to trends and what's happening in the world. And we see that with disruptive companies as well. They do a great job of uh, environmental scanning. They make sure their employees are really in tune with the, the market forces in their industry because you want your employees to uh, almost, you know, be at the at the forefront before even management is. You want your employees to tell you, hey, here's what we're seeing happen in our industry. Here's what's affecting us as an organization or could affect us long term. And uh, that aspect, I think, is a critical one of companies who do a good job at disrupting themselves. Mm, wow. Great recap, Kevin. And, uh, you know, our studies reveal the alignment of personal, organizational and role purpose to help craft the higher purpose for the organization. And I know we talk a lot about purpose, uh, as did Eric when he was in his lightning round uh, giving advice to a young professional to balance that purpose. Uh, and, and Topgolf continues to develop ways to create moments that matter as their foundational purpose. So what can you tell us about aligning purpose throughout the organization? Why is that so important? That really is a critical um, component of great organizations where the entire workforce knows what the purpose is of the organization. They believe in the purpose. And, and if you have employees who don't believe in the purpose, you better get them out quickly. Uh, and they understand how their job contributes to that purpose, which is a sometimes overlooked facet of organizations where it's not real clear how everybody's job in a large organization really impacts the organization overall. And he, um, you know, it was clear that when you asked him in the lightning round, you know, who are some of his mentors, he talked about his mom and he said his mom had a great sense of purpose. Uh, and it was clear that that's where Eric gets that attitude from. Uh, but then he, even with John Wooden and talking about great vision, uh, vision and purpose go hand in hand together. And I think, you know, today the younger generation coming to the workforce is a little bit more in tune with wanting to find organizations that have a purpose they believe in more so than I think previous generations. And so I think that's uh, also for a growing company, a critical thing to make sure that you are very clear uh, about what the, what the purpose is going to be. And, you know, he, he talked about several elements um, overall, but, you know, he, he stressed several times that they care and that they're fun and they're creating moments that matter. And I think, you know, that moments that matter aspect was something that really resonated with me because you want employees as they're interacting with customers, many of which can be just a, a pain in the you-know-what uh, when they're uh, – especially as, you know, as the beer starts flowing at Topgolf, <laughs> I think, you know, they're, what they're doing is creating a sense of, hey, look, we want to make sure that they walk away from this thinking this was a fantastic experience and it was a moment that mattered. And, and that was a great phrase that I thought, you know, really helped overall the organization. Totally agree. That makes all the sense in the world. And let me play off of what you just shared with us. Uh, currently underway, the final round of the AT&T Byron Nelson is uh, taking place here at uh, the uh, Trinity Forest Golf Club. Now, they've been at the Four Seasons uh, in Las Colinas, which is between Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, for the last uh, 35 years, Kevin. And yet, again, you talk about uh, the next generation. Eric talked about the next generation. Companies like Topgolf are always looking to attract that next generation, looking for that, that newbie of sorts, introducing them to the sport of golf while creating a great employee experience for these young people. So my question to you might be, what do companies need to do to attract that that next generation, those new folks and the, the newbies of talent and the next generation of customers? What comes to mind for something like that? Yeah, I was thinking about that, Scott, as he was talking, and he didn't say this, but I'm sure this is true. One of the things that Top Golf has probably really done for the game itself is made it 
uh, less formidable, less serious, and, and they've humanized the game and, and made it a little more fun uh, for people coming in. So I think when people go to a top golf facility, they are not expected to be great golfers, whereas you know the traditional driving range can sometimes be a very intimidating place if you're not a great golfer. And so I think there's lessons there for other organizations. You know, how do you how do you take what you're doing and uh, make it seem easy, make it seem fun, uh, make it seem accessible, uh, so that you know you're not keeping people away. But the other thing that he uh, he definitely stressed, uh, and and this is a trait that I see in a lot of really top-notch companies. It's sometimes easy to focus on the customer, but less so to focus on your employee. And as you're starting out as an organization, if you want great customers who are engaged and happy, focus on your employees first. If your employees are happy and they're engaged, then you're going to get happy and engaged and great customers long term. And and that's very clear that that's what they've done at Top Golf. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know I like what you had to say about. Uh, Top Golf making golf less serious, and they really did create the space for people to have that experience. I think Tiger Woods really did change the game, kind of like what Michael Jordan did to basketball, and uh, and that's uh, that's innovation. And Top Golf began with this brilliant idea of putting a microchip in a in a golf ball, and then this you know obviously grew into an enterprise uh, with all kinds of creative ways, including how they acquire talent. So. Uh, with just a, a minute or so left, Kevin, um, what can you share with our audience about the importance of this type of innovation today? Well, I don't know how brilliant that idea was because I can I know like 20, 25 years ago when I'm searching for my ball in the woods, I'd be yelling at my, my friends, why don't they just invent a GPS for golf balls or some easy way to find it? <laughs> See? Um, Think of the millions you could have made. Yeah. My gosh, I know, Kevin. I know. If I'd only executed on that idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, – I do think it's great that they have uh, been able to execute on it and, and make it uh, so successful. And, you know, innovation is something that uh, if you can foster a culture of innovation inside your company and, and really promote um, the fact that your employees are going to be sometimes your greatest source of ideas, uh, then you're really uh, leveraging the power of the workforce. And we is uh, always smarter than me. So I think uh, he's done a good job in Top Golf um, of, of fostering innovation, and, and obviously with some of the new outlets that they've got and their new um, businesses that they're in, it's clear they're going to continue to be an innovative organization going forward. Mm, absolutely, Kevin. Well, it's that time of day again, and I, we both want to thank you so much for your time and all all of your wisdom and your insights. We so appreciate it. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. a little a little uh, better luck on the uh, on the uh, the golf <laughs> course next week on Sunday. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm off to the driving range uh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I, I need golf. it. Let me tell you something. You're not in that ballpark by yourself. You're speaking to millions <laughs> that endure exactly what you do every single weekend. So thanks so much, as always. You. All right. Kevin Oaks, CEO I4CP, with our Insight segment. That's going to do it for uh, Angel Carlton and yours truly. Uh, we can't thank you enough for joining us, and we're going to be along next week with a little special Memorial Day edition of Leading the Way as we talk to uh, the veterans and what goes on in this world. That and much more coming up as we uh, as we continue week to week here on 570 KLIF. In the meantime, I'm Scott Murray. And I'm Angel Carlton. Reminding you always to live your legacy by leading the way. Till next week, so long, everybody.